Section 2 of The New York Gardener. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in February 2015. The New York Gardener by P. Agricola. Section 2. February. My dear son, at this inclement season, when the ground is covered with snow and the vegetable world in icy fetters bound, there is certainly no work to be done in your garden, but if you expect it to supply your table with sauce for the coming year, there is much to be done out of it. It is time to determine in what manner it is to be enclosed, and of what materials. It is not necessary here, as in many countries, that the walls should be seven or eight feet high. Here neither the north or south wind will be your enemy, nor have you to fence against the arts of thieves or the depredations of robbers. Here your choicest fruits may ripen, secure from fraud or violence. Here, unprotected by hotbeds or glasses, the cucumber and melon may grow and bask in the sun surrounded by free men who know and respect the rights of each other you have no use for the mastiff by night or by day let your enclosures be substantial and you may sleep in quiet for neither man or beast will trespass upon you if you intend your fence to be made of wood now is the time to carry your logs to the mill and to bring the necessary posts and plank remember the farmer's profits are made up of trifling items, and unless you economize in your improvements, they will terminate in embarrassments and real inconveniences. Count the cost, say the oracles of divine wisdom, and having faithfully done that, let industry and perseverance finish the work. The prudent husbandman will not permit the garden to absorb all the profits of the farm, but will so manage both that each shall contribute and mutually lend assistance. The interest of these twin sisters can never be separated. They should always have a previous understanding and harmoniously play into each other's hand. This will lead me to some remarks upon the subject of manures, an article of the greatest importance to both farm and garden, and without which neither can be long cultivated with pleasure or profit. I know some English farmers contend that by tillage alone, judiciously applied, and by a proper rotation of crops, the application of manures may be dispensed with tal and his disciples maintain that nature does not require any pause or rest for say they the earth was evidently designed to yield regular and uninterrupted produce and as the productive qualities of the earth never cease if grain is not sown weeds will grow it is therefore our business to extirpate the unprofitable plants and introduce those that are beneficial the practical husbandman will tell you that by skilful tillage alone good crops may be raised upon good land, but with the judicious use of manures, good crops can be raised upon land the most sterile. 
but then judgment improved by experience is necessary in the application for in no soil or situation should a greater quantity be given at one time than is sufficient to fructify the ground or render it capable of producing good crops until the time arrives when a fresh dose can be administered the error of many farmers consists in giving too great a quantity at once thereby depriving the ground of its regular nourishment in other words the soil riots in the midst of plenty for two or three years and fasts and starves for several succeeding ones hence the generality of fields or gardens are either too rich or too poor either saturated with manure or completely barren from the want of it whereas had supplies been furnished with more economy and been distributed with judgment a more uniform produce would have been the consequence at present it is a well-established fact that when land has been brought into a good state a small quantity of manure annually applied is best upon farm or garden the ground is then regularly fed but never surfeited or parched with profusion hence the crops constituting a regular rotation are more uniformly good than can be obtained in any other way again if a quantity of manure is bestowed sufficient to impregnate the soil all above that deserves to be considered as profusely thrown away at least the benefit of it is in a great measure sacrificed manure upon many soils is soon deprived of its enriching powers upon all its strength is dissipated and carried off by heat wind and rain therefore the oftener it is repeated the greater will be the benefit derived from the application these remarks are principally intended for ordinary farmers who do not reside in the vicinity of large towns but who must act upon their own supplies who possess but a limited portion of manure and whose care should be directed to manage that portion in such a way as to derive from it the greatest possible advantage upon your garden you will certainly use more manure in proportion to the quantity of land than upon any other part of the farm constant tillage and the exhausting nature of most of the crops require it and here as upon the farm you should pay the utmost attention to the spreading and distribution of this valuable substance for a much less quantity will produce the desired fertility when all the clods and lumps are torn and shaken asunder and the whole divided into the minutest parts then every part of the soil has an equal supply and the parching heat and drought of our summers will produce less injurious effects although manure has very properly been characterized as the magic wand of the farmer let me caution you not to expect that it will in any case do away the necessity of careful tillage manure alone may produce an abundant crop of weeds but if you would render it useful in your field or garden it must be artfully mixed with the soil and every interloper that would take away any part of it must seasonably be destroyed however warm or dry the weather be not afraid to use the hoe ill weeds grow apace and while you may be waiting for rain they will overtop your plants and starve them to death whereas frequently stirring the soil with the hoe makes it more retentive of moisture and gives to the favorite plants all the advantage of the manure and the undivided use of the water and dew 
it is not thirty years since the farmers of this country considered the dung of their stables an offensive nuisance and at this season of the year rode it out upon the river that it might be effectually carried away with the ice that abundance of straw which then crops afforded was usually heaped at a proper distance from their buildings and consumed by fire then our river annually overflowed and fertilized its banks and the upland enriched with the foliage of a thousand years would bear constant ploughing and yield luxuriant crops but contrary to our expectation we have outlived those prolific days and must now change our practice or be content with poverty if you expect your fields or your garden to be productive this is the season to make and bring home as much of this valuable substance as possible when the winter is past other things will claim your attention nor can you procure this article when it may be needed for use you must now lay it up or lament the want of it when too late this is also the season of the year to improve your mind in the science of your profession let that be well manured and enriched by reading and conversation with practical men on the subject of manures you may profitably read many of the english writers they contain much information and here will not lead you astray here their great experience entitles them to attention and you may look up to them as the best instructors they will tell you that manure is of the first importance to the farmer and that according to the quantity which he collects and judgment which guides the appropriation his success will assuredly be regulated their directions for the collection preparation and application of this substance claim particular notice they enjoin that great care be taken in cutting the crops so that the greatest possible quantity of the raw material may be procured that you never sell any hay or straw unless the price is unusually high that you keep no more beasts upon your premises than you can feed well that during the winter months you lay up your dung in a regular and careful way and during the exhausting winds of the spring and parching heat of summer it should not be suffered to remain in its rough state exposed to the weather but let all be heaped if not housed until wanted for use and when applied to the soil let it be immediately covered with the spade or plough if you have found from actual experiment that gypsum or plaster is useful upon your land now is the time to make the purchase bring it home have it ground and ready for use if you have not given it a thorough trial neglect it no longer it is a very cheap and valuable manure upon some lands and quite useless and inert upon others but it is not so with barn or vegetable manure this is beneficial to all lands which have been long under cultivation and ought every season to claim particular attention although i mention the collection and preservation of manure as an important item in the business of this month you will be quite deficient as a good farmer if you do not every month in the year lay up more or less you may sometimes for a small price purchase your neighbour's straw or the dung from his stables let no such offers be neglected for be assured this is a ticket in the agricultural lottery where there are no blanks in the application of the various substances which are called manures take care to use them as reason and experience may direct 
all dungs are designed to repair the decays of exhausted or worn-out lands or to cure the defects of others these defects are as various as the dungs are which should be used for their amendment some lands are too heavy moist and cold here use the dung of horses sheep and poultry others again are too light and dry and may be greatly improved by the addition of the dung of neat cattle hogs etc always bear in mind that there are two peculiar properties in animal dung or stable manure the one is to produce a sensible degree of heat this property is found most abundantly in the dung of horses newly made and a little moist the other property of dung is to fatten and fertilize the earth some recommend the dung of pigeons and other fowls as the best manure for asparagus peppers etc and tis certain this dung being hot and full of salts tends very much to promote vegetation and is abundantly quicker in its operation than the dung of animals which feed on herbs but there is no manure equal to the cleansing of the streets of large towns for all stubborn clayly soils the parts of which will be better separated and in a much less time with this manure than any other compost whatever and where it can be obtained is extremely well worth procuring either for farm or garden take care that your stable manure does not suffer by too great fermentation to which that from your horse stable is most liable you will perceive its approach by the great heat which the heap assumes and by the ash-coloured appearance of its centre to cure this disorder you must lay open the heap without delay to the very bottom or the quality of your manure will be much deprecated the fertilizing qualities of manure are destroyed by this process as effectually as by drenching rains to prevent any danger from this fire fanging as it is called let dry straw be mixed with the dung as it is thrown from the stable or what is still better lay up in the fall a few loads of dry alluvial earth or turf from the highways and every week during the winter while your manure is making and collecting add two or three bushels to the heap this will never fail to prevent the accident and at the same time increase the quantity and improve the quality of your manure now look over your garden seeds and see that you have those that are good and without delay purchase all that may be wanting as a general rule you ought to raise your own seed but as you are now beginning you must buy for this year and here let me caution against impositions which are common in the sale of garden seeds in order to avoid them all i would advise you to call upon the shakers and obtain directly from them such as you may need for they have very justly acquired the character of skilful and honest seedsmen and you should not incur the risk of disappointment and loss by purchasing elsewhere take care also that you are not deficient in quantity let your seed be ever so good you ought to sow at least double what you would wish to have grow insects and various other causes may destroy many of your small and tender plants so liberally if you intend to reap abundantly for it will be found much easier to thin out the surplus than to supply any deficiency now examine your tools have you all that may be wanted and are they in good repair 
shall we call over the list and see if they are in their proper places secure from the weather first the most important instrument in the farmer's garden is the plough of late we have had various patterns of this instrument presented to our notice but i am quite certain none will answer better in the garden than the short iron plough invented by jethro wood simplicity and durability are here united nor will any other plough raise and pulverize the soil more effectually the spade is the next instrument this may be thin and sharp and if used only in the garden will last many years the hoe is an indispensable tool and of this you will want three varieties the large the small and the narrow hoe all of which should be sharp and kept exclusively for the garden two iron rakes a coarse and a fine one will often be wanted together with a transplanter or hollow trowel and a strong line or cord at least forty feet in length with these few and simple tools all the work of a garden may be done and well done and if to these you add the wheelbarrow you have everything necessary for a garden i am etc p agricola end of section two